This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hey guys. Hey. It's a bonus episode. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. I'm Alex. Oh, I'm Elizabeth. <laughs> Sorry, I just assumed that since you're in a bonus episode, you know who the fuck we were. But she's right. We should intro like usual. So we figured this bonus episode could be an intro intro <laughs> about us, how we got into the aesthetics industry and just like who we are, I guess, also outside of this podcast. Yeah. So I grew up in New York between Queens and Long Island. And I got my first facial when I was 16 because my friend, this makes it seem like I was raised so bougie, even though I really wasn't. But my friends all chipped in and got me a massage and a facial at the spa that still exists. And it was really nice. And I remember I felt really out of place because I was 16 and everyone there was like a real adult. (laughs) And I loved the facial. I couldn't believe how good my skin looked. I was pretty hooked. Obviously, I didn't have money to keep getting them. But I actually remember the girl who gave me the massage that day, the massage therapist was talking to me about how she loves being in her industry. She was really young. She was probably in her early 20s. She was like, college just wasn't for me. And it was nice to know that there were other options out there. And it kind of like got the wheels turning in my head. But fast forward and I wound up going to school to become a veterinary technician because I loved animals. And while I was in school, my friend's mom decided we were going to have a girls' night and have a psychic come. And everyone was going to pay 50 bucks to have 30 minutes with the psychic. I feel like that's very expensive, especially if like a 19-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I remember feeling like this is all of my money. But I was so curious. I don't even know if I'd pay 50 bucks now for a psychic. Well, now I'm also like there were at least 10 of us. That lady made 500 bucks then. Mm-hmm. She had a great night. Yeah. Anyway, I sit down with her And I wish that I had recorded it or that I had wrote down what she said. But the only thing that I remember her saying was that I was going to be in the beauty industry when I got older. And I just kind of rolled my eyes at it because I was like, no, I'm not. I'm working with animals, bitch. (laughs) And this is another situation where I felt kind of awkward as like this young person. She was much older. She's probably like, I remember I had to show her photos of like my boyfriend at the time. And she was like telling me about our relationship, which she was right. We didn't last. Mm -hmm. But I remember being like, she doesn't know anything. Well, also, she was like, here's a 19 year old. They're not going to last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm not even going to bother tiring myself with my psychic abilities. (laughs) I'm just going to look at you and be like, yeah, this dude looks like a fucking dumbass. And um, that conversation did not make me all of a sudden look into the beauty industry and working in it. I had forgotten about that conversation until like a few years ago. But. 
fast forward like three years after that and I was working at a day spa doing front desk. I was just like, um, I love animals, but I, I'd worked for this one vet who was such a fucking bitch. She was so nasty to me. And I, for the first time in my life, like, no, I didn't know call no show at the job. I just called and said that I was sick. And then, well, yeah, I did no call no show. I never, never showed, showed up, up again. again. <laughs> but she knew. She knew. Like, she never called me to yeah. see where I was. I think she knew that I was really upset. She's a good riddance. <laughs> she had, like, yelled at me the day before about something that was not my fault. It was very strange. She was just, like, a cranky bitch. And it was her and her cranky bitch husband who ran the practice. And they were both just kind of awful. And also really charged a lot of money. They were in, like, Vinegar Hill, like a nice neighborhood. And so they were just like charging out the ass for their services and whatever people should charge what they're worth. They were both older and had been in the industry a long time. But I just I don't know. Something about them really rubbed me the wrong way. But anyway, that was that. I've heard from a couple of people, not even in the beauty industry, just in general, like working for a, a husband and wife team and how awful <laughs> and how awful it is. I can only imagine. Yeah, you're like in the middle of their marriage, kind of. Not even kind of, like 100%. Like yeah. your business is what sustains you. And They kind of looked alike. <laughs> they had the same haircut. And the dog looked alike too, right? It was like the three of them. They're just like a perfect little portrait of like... Assholes. <laughs> like they would have like a schnauzer dog. Yeah, is that the dog that has a long blonde hair? No, I don't know what that is. Like oh. the really big one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just sounds like a bougie-ass dog. All I know is that Yelp didn't really exist at the time, but City Search did. I don't know if you remember City Search. City Search? I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> and so Lacey, my best friend, left them a really negative review. That's what you got to do. When somebody fucks with your friend, you got to go on and leave a negative review. That was a long time coming. I couldn't believe I had stayed working there as long as I did. How long were you working for them? At least a year. Really? A whole year? Probably close to it. That's a long time. And then <laughs> you worked for them for a year and no call to no showed. Okay, that makes more sense. For some reason, I thought this was like, you did it for a week and you're like, this lady's awful and never showed up again. No. But no, you were there for a Maybe year. Maybe six months. <laughs> I was definitely there at least six months. Long enough that you knew like I should probably have like a formal going, like I'm leaving something. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe I did that. That's how upset I was. Yeah. And yeah, how yeah. like... I think it was like a little emotionally abusive the way that she was. Yeah. I mean, also, I think that any 18, 19, 20 year old is going to be more sensitive because all you know is your parents and like your parents couch. And so unless your parents are kind of assholes, you're probably used to being like, oh, honey, it's fine. Oh, don't worry about it. So if you're first boss to be like such a prick, that's hard. But that's the other thing is that I had had jobs already. So I knew it didn't have to be that way. Like I knew. Wait, so I should also say I was already working at the spa and I left the spa. I was doing front desk to go work there. And then I asked oh, no. for my job back at the spa and they took me back immediately. That's awesome. The, the last draw was because she asked me to assist her in taking blood from a cat, which I had never done before. I had not even gotten up to that point in school yet. We were still doing textbook stuff and I didn't do something properly. And she screamed at me like it was crazy. I was shocked. Like, I had never had someone who wasn't my parent yell at me like that. Yeah. Over something that wasn't really my fault. Right. Over something you didn't even know. Yeah. Like, she was instructing me how to do it, and I did it wrong. It was my first time. Sorry. Sorry, girl. Right. Right. <laughs> and I'm not saying now at 34 that I would <laughs> no call, no show. <laughs> but at 22, 21, however old I was. Yeah. We've all done it. We've all been there. And I felt so guilty about it, but I was so upset. Like, I left crying that night. It was bad. Aww. But I went back to the spa and that is what led me 
inevitably to become an esthetician because once I was back there, I was just like, well, it kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth about veterinary medicine. So I was like, I'm not even sure if I want to keep doing that. I stayed in school for a while longer, like another semester. And then I was like, I don't know. I really like the spa industry. And I had my friend Val, my friend Val, who's it was her mom who hired the psychic. Val had become an esthetician like straight out of high school and she seemed to really like it. And I was like, well, maybe this could be for me. I was hesitant because I was just like, I don't know, can I really make money doing this? I was very interested in skincare, and that was around the time I started dealing with cystic acne. And I got a facial, and the esthetician was just like, you're not cleaning your face enough. Like, all the stuff that I knew wasn't true about skin, even though I didn't know much. Mm-hmm. But I had, like, scoured the internet enough and read enough scientific research about acne to know that it wasn't my cleanser. Mm-hmm. That was the problem. And that was when I was like, oh, I really, I need to become an esthetician. Like, I feel like I could be someone who would be empathetic with clients dealing with skin problems, especially acne. Mm-hmm. And so I went shopping around to look for an esthetician school at that point. And I was, like, 22. And I just chose the cheapest one because <laughs> at 22... When you're on your own, you're just like, yep, I'll take whatever's cheapest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the school actually was fine. You know, I got the education I needed to pass my state board exams. I made a couple of friends. This one friend who I feel like we just talked shit on everyone else in the class on our lunch break. We would go sit at this coffee shop. It was pretty funny. But what's so interesting is that a lot of people who go to esthetician school don't become estheticians or like don't p- follow through. Do you know anyone you went to school with who didn't follow through? My journey was an interesting one because aesthetics was my second career. And so I'd already finished um, college at that point. Like I already had a bachelor's degree. And so when I was going back to aesthetic school, I think that because of exactly what you're saying, You know, a lot of people go to aesthetic school because they just need something like they don't know what else they're going to do with the rest of their lives. And in America, it's like you at 18, when you graduate high school, you go to college or you go to, um, you know, some trade school. And I think that's how a lot of people end up in aesthetic school. And also, honestly, like, who the fuck knows what they want to do at 18? At 18, you you only know you don't know nothing. You know, your parents couch and like everything they pay for. Like, you don't know enough. I'm happy that I, like, had a journey and then decided it wasn't for me and then got into this. Oh, totally. Had I done it at, like, 18, I don't know if I would have, like, found the real passion in it. A hundred percent. And, like, appreciated it. Had to get yelled at by a mean vet. Well, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you just need to see, like, what is worse to realize how good something is. So I got my undergraduate degree at Parsons. I'm sure you all know that because I never stopped talking about it. I'll never let you forget. But (laughs) Parsons was a really interesting program because... Sort of like aesthetics, it was filled, like the the design and management program, which is the program that I did, it had some older students in it in that it had people who had already gone to traditional college and realized that that wasn't for them. And so they're looking for a different type of education. And Parsons, uh, Parsons School of Design is one of the best design schools in the world. In terms of fashion, it's, you know, the top three um, fashion design schools in the world. In terms of design, it's just and every list. It's, you know, definitely top five. And so, yeah, my program was filled with people who realized that exactly like aesthetic school, exactly who I was in aesthetic school, whatever it was that I studied the first time wasn't actually going to be my career. And this was their second go round. And so in seeing that, I saw that the people who at the time seemed so fucking old to me and in reality you're probably like 22 to my 18 they were just so determined and they were so focused and they 
these people are famous now. These are people who are famous. Mm-hmm. As I told you, Heron Preston. These mm-hmm. are people who I see. Heron Preston last year was Tom Ford's date to the Met Ball, <laughs> to the Met Gala. Like these are people who became so famous because they knew exactly what they wanted to do in going to school the second time around. And so knowing that, like kind of having that idea, when I went to aesthetic school, I went with that mentality. I'm here because I know exactly what the fuck I want to do. At the time, I honestly already had this space. I just couldn't figure out the business aspect. Like I, I couldn't figure out how to make the space make money because I at that time was just making products and was really naive and didn't know what the fuck I was doing and honestly had nothing to lose and so it's just like well I got some free time and some free money so like let's figure this out and like open up this store that I can't afford and through that it forced me to figure out how to make money through this industry and that's what led me to aesthetic school because while I wasn't making enough money to pay rent selling fucking body butters (laughs) the people who did come in were telling me information. They were asking me, where can I go get a facial? Where can I get a facial that's using the products that you're selling like in the treatment? Where can I go and get a great wax? Which a bitch has been waxing since she was 18. Like I am a woman of color. I've got very curly hair. I could never shave my vagine ever. I think I did it like once. And it was like, this is fucking awful. So I'd been getting wax since forever. And then moving to New York, I just saw what the options were, specifically in this neighborhood. At the time, Williamsburg wasn't gentrified. It was still very, very much, you know, like a mom and pop neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And the only places to get waxed were, you know, nail salons. But I knew that there were bad bitches around. I saw them. (laughs) I was friends with them. I was here. So I knew that there was a need for it. And then in that, the only salons, like you'd go into a nail salon It was $50. You'd go behind this disgusting little curtain. It wasn't luxury at all. In fact, it was sort of not like shameful, but like it was almost like the secretive thing that you would do that you didn't want anybody to know, but also like we were all doing. You know, like I knew Mm -hmm. a lot of girls who were getting bikini waxes, but if you wanted to have a nice experience, you had to pay $100. Or there was like a $20 wax. There was nothing in between, you know? And so because of that, I was like, I could wax some pussy. <laughs> no problem looking at vaginas all day. My mom's a nurse. Like, I love women in a non-sexual way. I have no problems making people feel comfortable being naked in front of me, which is honestly the biggest thing with this industry. Like, whenever we meet new wax techs or people who want to wax or people who we even think could be a wax, a good wax technician, like, I can't teach you how to make people feel comfortable being naked in front of you. That's just a personality trait. Mm-hmm. But what I can teach you how to do is wax. I can teach you how to rip hair off a body. So, and that's the same thing with Alex, right? Like, we just have these personalities where it's like we have no problems just making people feel super comfortable in our presence. And because I care about the service that I'm offering, little by little, we just became known as being like that bitch. We just became like that yeah. bitch to go to for all of any of your beauty needs. And so it's totally ass backwards. Like nobody, you know, gets a space and then creates a business around it. But I'm a dumb bitch that's got a lot of ideas who's hardworking and makes it happen. So while I don't recommend building a business in this sense, also I think, I don't know, if you trust in yourself and you're a hard worker and you know that you're not going to let yourself fucking down, fucking jump, jump. Not that anybody asked. And I think a lot of people that I went to esthetician school with, that was their second career. Yeah. Most of them were a little older. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the question that you asked. So in that, like, yeah, going in, a lot of people didn't like me because I just like, I mean, you know me at this point, right? Like, I'm loud. I have opinions. I'm not afraid to raise my hand in class. I took it seriously, which a lot of people didn't take it seriously. Mm -hmm. They're there just for bullshit. And like, bitch, I'm paying money for this. I'm paying two rents right now. And it's one in a space I'm not even making money from. Like, I'm here to get an education. So... I was only really close with like a handful of girls, but those girls were also older. Those girls were in their 30s. They were also small business owners. I told you about that one girl who, I'm not going to say her name, but she was such an interesting person to me because I'd never met anybody who, like she was not book smart at all. And I <laughs> I used to say that she was like dumb, but she was smart. And so he'd say dumb in that she didn't know a lot of basic things like that Chanel was a real person, but bitch, she had the money for a Chanel purse, <laughs> because, mm. which is what she said to me. I might not know how to read well, but bitch, I know how to count money. <laughs> and I was like, she is That's not hilarious. wrong. Homegirl drove around in a Range Rover. Like she was dumb, but very smart when wow. it came to like the things that you needed to know. And that was the bitch I became friends with. I was like, I'll be friends with you, homie. Like, I love that. <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> But that was aesthetic school for me. It was like a mix of women, just women who knew what they wanted. The other woman that I went to school with uh, opened Fleur de Lis. Oh, yeah. Which we now share so many clients because she's one of the few. Was she a nurse? She's Yeah, exactly. She was a nurse and went to esthetician school. So she was a nurse practitioner, which means that she has a higher degree of um, skills that she can offer her clients because she has a higher certification. So she can do fillers and injectables and all the fun things that we can't do. And she opened a clinic in Flatbush, I believe. So we share a lot of clients because we're the only two people that are well known that really specialize in melanated skin. Speaking of, I just want to clarify I have clients ask me sometimes if I do Botox and fillers and I explain to them estheticians in New York State cannot administer Botox or fillers. And I've had multiple times people being like, no, no, I've gone to someone. I've gone to an esthetician to do it. And I was like, no, she wasn't an esthetician. She was a nurse, a nurse practitioner or a doctor, but was also an esthetician. And I just want to clarify that because if you ever have an esthetician who tries to inject your face with shit. Not in New York State anyway. It's different state by state. In other states, maybe you can. I don't know. Well, because think about the populace, right? Yeah. In New York City alone, we have 7 million people. So in terms of the amount of people who are nurses and estheticians, it's pretty high. In a place like specifically Washington State, I'm going to say, because I know in Washington State, estheticians can do injectables. Mm. But there's just such a lower uh, populace that the crossover is probably much less, you know? Yeah. Also, um, I don't know why I know this fact. It's really fucking random. But for some reason, I know this fact that the capital of Cheyenne is like 60,000 people. Our neighborhood has 250,000 people in it. Yeah, that must be weird. But it's just that shows you a difference between a difference in practitioners, right? Like here, yeah. there's so much room for crossover. In Cheyenne, fucking Wyoming, it's like you need the esthetician to also be an injectable artist because like you're never going to be able to get the product otherwise. Yeah, that seems insane. Well, also, we should say that different states have different requirements for aesthetics. Like in New York State, it's 600 hours. In Florida, it's 300 hours, girl. The fuck? It's very strange. I think it's 250, not even 300. Exactly. I'm pretty sure. I think in California, it's 900. Wow. I think it's even more. So depending on what state you're in, it depends on the licensure and what your license uh, entails and what it... I wonder what it's like to get a facial from someone newly out of aesthetic school in Florida. Oh, it's like a wet plastic bag. <laughs> And just like, what are the, what am I doing with my hands? Like seal flippers. Just like, <laughs> like so interesting. Not great. But yeah, that's kind of my journey into the realm of aesthetics. 
And I remember when I went to go take the written portion of my state board exam, there was a girl there who I recognized. She was just graduating when I started. And she was there for her third time because she hadn't passed it. And I I started freaking out because I was like, I literally don't have the time to take this test again. Yeah. I had to go into work late that day. I was like, I need money. I need to pass. Need Did to you pass. already have a job lined up? Well, I was working at the spa, so I was going to start doing facials there. Oh, wow. And I was still doing front desk, so it's fine. But I didn't even want to be taking off that job because I already had, you know, been working a little less while I was in school. Because even though I was going to school only at night... Prior to school, I was working till 10 p.m. So I had to leave work early to go to school every night. So I was just like, no, 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 no. One time thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I didn't even say this, and this is kind of going off on a tangent, but it doesn't matter because it's something that I really realized is before I went to aesthetic school, I thought that I was going to be a lawyer. And so I spent the year before preparing for, applying to, and studying for my LSAT and applying to uh, law schools. And because of that, and because I went to fucking design school for my undergrad, and now I'm competing with people who actually went to real university and took real tests, I had to learn how to take a test. I had to learn how to, you know, I went to one of those um, prep courses, and I had to learn how to take a test. And I bring this up because after I took the LSAT three times, bitch, aesthetic school was the easy. It was so fucking easy. <laughs> it was so easy. I felt bad that I was always the first person to like put my test down on the desk because, you know, the LSAT was timed. And so the biggest thing that I learned from taking those prep courses was just how to take a test. And in learning that, I learned how fucked up standardized testing is because that's all that it is, is learning how to take a goddamn test. And I I know exactly what you're saying, Alex, because when I took that test also, it broke my heart to just see so many people struggling. And it's like if they Mm -hmm. only knew these little these little tiny tricks, there's no reason anybody should fail this test. You know, I think the tricky part was, if you remember, you didn't know ahead of time, like when you went to go take the written part of your state boards, the test would only cover, I think, like two or three topics. And Mm -hmm. you didn't know which topics would be in there. Mm hmm. I think that was the tricky part for people, maybe, that all of our topics were so specific, you know, like the muscles of the face, the bones of the face, chemistry. Totally. And you maybe studied those things like too much. And right. then on the test weren't any of those things. Right. It was sanitation. And like, I have no idea. I can't even remember. But I thought that was so strange. Because it was a short test, and I think that made it harder, too. I mean, you're right, but there's just a way to take a test. When you're taking a multiple-choice yes. test, there's three answers there that are—there's two answers that are bullshit. There's one that's maybe, and you bring it down to, like, between the two. And if yeah. you can get three out of the five already off the board, then you're really just looking at two answers, and you got a 50% chance of getting it right. Nobody teaches you that, dude. A lot of people are bad test No, people don't teach you that. You've got to pay— to learn that, which is fucked. Sorry, I'm getting emotional because this made me so fucking mad when I realized this. I was just like, this is all racist bullshit. (laughs) This is all Mm -hmm. about knowing how to take a test. And if more people knew this, more people would have like higher education degrees. Like this is bananas to me. So that was my little rant about (laughs) learning the inequalities of standardized testing through becoming an esthetician slash almost becoming a lawyer. Yeah. No, it was crazy. Well, I passed. (laughs) imagine you didn't you're like I never passed guys I just gave up eventually and started working I was just like I cannot oh my god 
yeah, I remember when when I saw that girl and she told me that I was like, oh, no. A lot of people had trouble with that test. And that's kind of why I bring that up, because I think that it's just because, honestly, in my school, it was a lot of brown and black people. And Mine, too. Yeah. <sighs> Education, man. It's just so wild. It makes me so upset because it's like I saw people struggling so hard through this test. And it was like, dude, somebody just needs to tell you that there's a way to take a test. There's rules. There's tricks. Yeah. All you need to know is that, and then there's no reason for you to not pass this. Because it's, I don't want to say it's easy and like make anybody feel bad if they haven't passed it, but you can pass it. It's passable. It's a very passable test, unlike totally. the LSAT, which is set out to fuck you Sounds up. It's like the weirdest test that's ever existed. It is the weirdest test that's ever existed. It is. It's a test to keep people out, to be like, you too dumb, you too dumb, bitch. You tried. I don't want you. It's ridiculous. It's very strange. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, aesthetic school is funny. But anyway, that one friend I had really made it all worth it. She was like a total goofball like me. Yeah. But I don't think she ever became an esthetician. We kind of lost touch after school, but kept in touch on Facebook somewhat. And I don't think she ever like followed through. Mm. I think some people just don't take their state boards or they fail and then just don't do it again. I think people don't necessarily want to do this job. It's just something for them to do. And you don't know what else to do because and honestly I don't blame you like it doesn't make any sense that at 18 you should know what you want to do with the rest of your life you don't know anything about life you have no concept she was in her 30s oh but (laughs) she's a little lost some people are a little lost lost. there's another girl too she was very young and I follow her on Facebook too it doesn't look like she actually became an esthetician oh wait you were 22 and made friends with a 30 year old yeah this for you yeah (laughs) we were really close we had similar humor and also like didn't take ourselves too seriously even though I took school really seriously. So I think that she was the only one. Then there was another girl, too, who I think is my age. She is a practicing esthetician in Bed-Stuy. Nice. She does lashes mostly, I think. We talk sometimes on Instagram. She was very funny. She was like, maybe one of my first black friends. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, Chatrice. Chatrice. She was hilarious. But I feel like the th- me, her, and Daniela, the other friend, we would hang out. Like yeah. She was kind of part of our like funny... Like she, she understood. Yeah, like my funniness. group. It was me, May, and Sandra, and May was uh, from the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. and Sandra was 
a first generation Croatian that lived in Queens. Mm. So you can see why this friendship took root. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. That's one thing that you will meet people in esthetician school who are from different countries. Mm-hmm. You'll meet. It's cool. There were some older women there from yes. Eastern European countries that yeah. I met. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Middle Eastern countries. Yeah. Definitely really cool. I wish I remembered more, but I was just so like had to do my schoolwork and get out. I mean, aesthetic school, it was so weird, especially going back because it was very much. It was fine. Honestly, if I had to say if I enjoyed it or not, I hesitant to say yes or no. It was an experience. The only reason I say I did not enjoy it is because it was like going back to high school, honestly. Mm -hmm. It was like going back to high school because you're with all of these women who are from the ages of 17 to like 45. And you went to a bigger school than me, so you probably had a lot more people. Maybe. In your class. We probably had a class of 20. Mine was way smaller. Okay. Yeah, because it was a smaller school. So yeah, so that makes sense. And dude, I've been like this for forever. I was a kid looking around like, whose fucking kids are these? So I didn't have time for like, and also I knew what the fuck I was there for. Do you know what I mean? I was there with a goal, with a vision and like nobody was stopping me with that. It's like people who go back to college and there's like a class full of 18 year olds and then the 30 year old in there is probably a lot more serious. Exactly. It's like Karen Preston Mm -hmm. became famous going to Parsons the second time. Oh my God. I'm Karen Preston. Podcasts. Look it's the- you. The aesthetic version. <laughs> the aesthetic version. But yeah. Also, my school was owned by this kind of crazy Israeli woman. But she was great. I mean, she had a spa that was connected to the school, Ooh. which was cool. And she would teach class every now and then, like once in a while. I get why she was crazy. To have a spa and a school? Yeah. That's ridiculous, dude. Dude, it's too much because, I mean, just educating people is difficult, let alone people. Yeah. No, it was too much. And I, she had really good instructors and she's lucky for that. Like Mm -hmm. one of my instructors, Deborah, she had been there for a really long time. Deborah. Oh, her name was Deborah. And she decided at some point in life she wanted to change it. That's what she told us. We still really? follow each other on Facebook, yeah. I lo- She just decided, no, I'm Deborah. She's like a middle-aged black She's woman. She's a middle-aged yeah. of course. Accent. I love this. I love this for her, Deborah. She was a little hippie-ish. Yeah. A little spiritual. It's like D-E-B apostrophe E, or however the rest of these spelled She still Debra. just spelled it Deborah, but <laughs> she pronounced She wouldn't give Deborah. anybody a chance. I love that. Just so she could say, actually, it's Deborah. <laughs> yeah. And she was so sweet about it. This bitch. She was very calm. Oh, she was the calmest person Deborah, I've ever met. Deborah, you are a fucking riot. Like someone could be such an asshole, and she was just very calm about she it. She probably dealt with some shit. In we her should life. have her on. Deborah, where you at, girl? Out. We're friends on Facebook still. We can reach out and see what you're doing, girl. Deborah, I love that. Deborah didn't even change the spelling just so you could say to people, "Excuse me." Yeah, it's actually pronounced. Deborah. First day of school, she was like, it's pronounced Deborah. Everyone loved her. Loved. Deborah, put an apostrophe there. Maybe by now she has. Give the people a chance to get it right. I feel like I met her at the beginning of her Deborah, like, awakening. I'm not sure. Oh, like it was last week? She was like, I'm going to start telling people. I wonder if she's still with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend was like, um, he worked for a car service and he would come to pick her up sometimes. Last I checked, she was still teaching at the school, and she's still—her skin is amazing. Of course. Just like our skin's going to be amazing. Just like how people are going to say, oh, I used to work for these girls, Elizabeth and Alex. Their skin was amazing. It must be—looks so good still. Yes, bitch, because we use that microcurrent, and we use that PC, and we use that Environ. My life. Yeah, she's really 4L. She's very beautiful. Deborah. If you out there are pregnant and are looking for a great name for your child, I suggest Deborah. Honestly. I would name my fucking kid after her. Gosh, 
She's just sorry. I'm looking at Deborah's Facebook. That's right. You're obsessing over Deborah. Right I just now. love her so much. Oh my god! Just real quick, look at her. You'll you'll know which one she is. Her hair's all gray now. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wait, let me see. <gasps> her skin is. Gorgeous. I know. Okay, her skin. Alex wasn't lying. Her skin is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. Like in her sixties. She now. doesn't have a single wrinkle. It's so smooth and luminous. I want to be Deborah in all aspects when I'm her age. I want the gray hair. I want the I think skin. She's still with the same boyfriend. Oh my god! I think some people really keep in touch with their um, teachers from aesthetic school long into because they're kind of like the little lifeline that you had to school, and you become friends with them. It's not like a professor. Not that you can't become friends with a professor, but I feel like it's a little more intimate. Um, I. I'm such a dick. I like ran away from aesthetic school and didn't look. No, that's not true. I was checking in for the first few years, but now I just have so. Oh, wait, no. I still keep in touch with the administrator. Oh, yeah. She's so, so sweet. And she follows us. And she's always saying how proud of us she is. Well, me. She don't know you, but she she says she's proud of us. Um, I forgot her name, too, but she's beautiful and Asian. And she's the first woman that I ever saw lash extensions on. And they were colored. I love that. I know. What about the things in aesthetic school that you saw that you didn't know existed before? Do you have any? Or the shit that you thought you'd learn that you didn't, and it turns out you got to figure that out on your own. Like what? Or on a job. Brazilian waxing. Eyebrows. Oh, no, I took a Brazilian waxing class. But it wasn't. In- the fact that these things aren't included I in know. a 600-hour course, which is I long. Know. I know. It's weird. Actually, I did have an instructor who taught us a little bit about brows, but that was just her being kind. But you know, it's because this shit is so old. Well, the okay, so aesthetics actually isn't that old. It's pretty new in terms of like, it was really kind of developed in like the 80s as a profession. But in terms of the technology, it moves so quickly and aesthetics themselves move so quickly. Like we talk about this all the time. Eyebrows as its own independent beauty staple didn't exist 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's brand new. People would just put eyeshadow in their eyebrows because there wasn't even product for it. Now you and I have literally an entire career <laughs> based on just eyebrows. And I think that that's why they don't have an entire course on eyebrows because it just popped up. And as we always say, the demand far outweighs the talent. Yes. Far outweighs the talent. Definitely. Like 20 to 1. Well, so look, these multiple people we went to school with didn't even follow through. Or you're absolutely right. Or they would say, you know, I had a girl that was like, oh, who did you go to for microblading? And I said, like, you know, I went to this woman, but I don't recommend it. I don't think it was a great class. I would go to this woman and said X, Y, and Z. It's like, oh, well, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm good at brows. You know, I'm good at brows. You know, I know. And it's like, OK, girl, but this is way more than just a brow. You're tattooing. Have you ever tattooed someone? Girl, exactly. I can understand more if someone was like, I'm a tattoo artist. Yes. And I also am an esthetician. Yes, sure. exactly. You know, I got this. Yeah. But that's the thing is it's like the ability to want to learn Look, you don't go to aesthetic school because you love learning. Do you know what I mean? Like you go to yeah. aesthetic school because you want a job. <laughs> yeah. Usually you go because you're like obsessed with skincare. I feel like that's usually like the. I think that's the top tier. I think that's the top 1%. I think the rest of the 99% yeah. need a job. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. But I think that's also why not a lot of them succeed. I shouldn't say not a lot, but because they just realize like, oh, it's not really what I thought it was going to be. Totally. I mean, also, dude, when you think about what we do for a living, what, who was that? I was saying this to a friend the other day. Oh, I said something like, oh, I'm so disgusting, X, Y, and Z. And they're like, people are disgusting. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right, dude. I look at pussy all day for a living. Like, how do I not know that people are disgusting? But also, when you break down our job into just that, I look at pussy all day for a living. Like, it doesn't sound like the sexiest way to make some money because 
our job is so much more than that. Our job isn't looking at pussies for a living. Our job is like speaking to the inner soul of women and by chance ripping off all the hair on their body or like whatever it Accurate. is. Accurate. You know? And I feel like yeah. if this industry was sold more as like therapy, like a combination of therapy and nursing, a lot more people would probably join. Yes. Yes. I think too, it is the whole idea of like people who go to esthetician school straight out of high school. It's different from college in the sense of like, you're only there for a short time. Mm -hmm. Then you get spit out into the job. And the jobs that exist are not, it's not easy to find a job. Mm -hmm. A lot of them want you to have experience. Whereas I feel like out of college, there's a little more of like a specific route that you take. Well, college, you also have like a lot of time to... Yes, you have a, a while to figure shit out. Yes, exactly. And to grow as a human and an adult. Yeah. And I think of people like my friend Val, who went to aesthetic school right out of high school. She was an esthetician at 18. Like college, you're not in the workforce till you're in your 20s. Who? OK, no offense, but it's like the only people who are going to go to an 18 year old esthetician are other 18 year olds. Oh, I remember her telling she worked at a very cute place in town, like a really well known place. But I remember her telling me about like <laughs> ripping off someone's eyebrow and fucking up a Brazilian because she didn't. She was young. Yeah. She was young. Yeah. And she wound up becoming a mortician after that. Really? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> hilarious. That's a hilarious. <gasps> Does she like her job now? She was mortician for a while. And now I think she sells insurance. Yeah. A mortician? Mort- mortuary work is really tough. Like, unless you're in a family business. Shocking. <laughs> Sorry. Shocking. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> but I think also the pay, if you're not in the family business, which it usually is that, your pay is not at all reflective of like all the work that you do yeah you're dealing with dead bodies yeah the trauma alone you better be paying me two hundred thousand dollars a year any less than that what the fuck is the point i remember when i told her when i asked her like how she was just like i don't know i'm a pretty cold-hearted bitch so it's fine like it doesn't really affect me (laughs) i think she was really good at it i think people really liked her like in that realm i bet she was but also the pay should reflect what it is that you're doing like that's absurd she also is like tall beautiful like not your usual mortician. Yeah. Which I think was really interesting. Not that you need to look a certain way, but I'm sure people look, were like it, taken it never, back. It never hurts. It never hurts to be bomb in any industry. It's kind of crazy. Like you have to be available. If someone dies in the middle of the night, you got to get up and go fucking get the body. Isn't that the coroner? Depends. I guess she's Los Dos. Yeah. I don't know. The embalmer, mortuary and coroner. Kind of crazy. Got to learn more about this. I know, it's crazy. We could have her on talk about being yeah. an esthetician and a mortician. I, I have so many questions. So she's just like dissects bodies. But she kind of said to me a couple years and ago. And embalms them? Yeah, she's, yeah. And cremates them? I guess, These are a yeah. lot of jobs. These are a lot of, that's, I need to meet this friend. I mean, a, a, being cremated, that might be an actual, like, you're a cremator. It's possible. Because usually it's done at like a separate location. It's not like done at a funeral home. According to Bob's Burgers, it's all next door. <laughs> yeah, according to Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Mort does everything. Mort does everything. Um, But I remember she said a few years ago, she's like, I don't know. My dad still like offers to invest in like a beauty business for me if I wanted to go back to aesthetics. But she's making good money, what she's doing now. So Yeah, that's a big. Um... But she gave me a facial once. Do you like it? Yeah, it was really nice. You're like, these are like dead hands. yeah the place she worked at was really cute i think just like wasn't doing it for her but her mom is a hairdresser her mom's twin is a hairdresser like i think that's part of why she went that route yeah those are very very different occupations actually i'm wrong 
No, I'm wrong. Because you got to get that. But you got to get the body looking right. Yeah, part of your job is makeup and making their skin look good. So their skin. Well, you got to make their face look good. <sighs> Dead bodies, man. I'm not a queasy person, but like, look, I could look at vag- vagina, vaginas, <laughs> vagina, vaginas, and buttholes all day. A dead body, a corpse. I don't think that's for me. I'm doing makeup on it. Remember, like Jamie Lee Curtis and My Girl. No, how I don't. she got hired by Veda's dad to do makeup on the dead people at his funeral home. I really don't remember My Girl except for when he got attacked by the bees. That's like, the most tra- I mean, the most traumatic part and the only part that I remember. Of course, that makes sense. But yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis was the makeup artist of the dead bodies. Didn't even know Jamie Lee Curtis was in that movie. Yeah, she was so young. She was really young. Very cute. I'll watch that movie again. Let's have let's let's rewatch some movies. I feel like maybe that's something we can do on this uh, bonus mm. episode. Some some movie my rewatches. girl. <gasps> Everyone watch my girl and let's dissect because the last time I watched it, I was not an adult. Okay, I'll watch my girl too. I was gonna make a different suggestion, but since we're talking about my girl, let's make it my girl. Dude, Jamie Lee Curtis was so cool. Remember she had the RV. Well, I don't remember anything. I just remember Macaulay. So Culkin. I don't need to watch it. You need to okay. watch it. And then. <laughs> And that's it. Because Macaulay Culkin dies pretty close to the beginning. So there's so much after it. I don't remember. I thought that was the end of the movie. (laughs) No, it was like the beginning. I remember she runs and she's like, he needs his glasses. He can't see without his glasses. I thought that was the end of the movie. After that, I was just too traumatized. I never watched the rest. No, I'm pretty sure it was like the beginning. Maybe not the beginning, but it wasn't at the end. Wow. I really thought that was the end of the movie. And then there's my girl, too. So, okay, my suggestion was going to be for um, Now and Then. That's my all-time favorite movie. It's been a long time since I've seen Now and Then, and I could definitely fucks with a young Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, and then Christina Ricci plays her. And Christina Ricci, there's— It's a great cast. Very underrated cast and movie, because even as an adult, still hits, and I love it. I'm going to watch it. I feel like my girl, not to be the worst, I I would skip that, and I would go straight to— now and then. Oh, now, now and then's then. definitely better. Or should we do a double feature? A double, double I don't lady? know, but speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, I just watched like the newest Halloween movie, Halloween Kills. And she's probably 70 and she's 70? still in the Halloween movies. And she was really good. But also when I finished watching it, I was like, damn, these movies have been getting me since I was like eight when I started watching them. And they're still really good. So whoever is directing that shit, I forget who. They're doing a great job. It's all the same guy? I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis, she can do My Girl. She could do Halloween. She's really... <laughs> so whoever's directing Jamie Lee Curtis in particular is doing a fantastic job. Just Jamie job. Lee Curtis. Love you, girl. <laughs> doing great. You're doing great. Um, I've never seen any of the Friday the 13th, but I'm a pussy. I never. Also, I grew up in the woods. Like It was very dark where I grew up at 8 o'clock. Wait, always. Friday the 13th is different. Oh, what are we talking about? Jason? Halloween. Halloween. I never watched any Michael. scary movies. I'm oh. I'm a scaredy cat. Oh, my brother got me into them. But as it turns out, psychological thrillers, I guess, are considered horror, mm-hmm. which I love psychological thrill. I don't like slasher movies. I don't like I don't like slasher movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like somebody's chasing you. I mean, like I'm a black woman in America. That's real life for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I live for an 80s slasher film. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. No, I like to fuck you up in the head. You know what I mean? Make you, make you think. I like that get too. This guy. I like, but if they're both together, it's even better. Um, that's true. And that's why people loved the Saw movies because those were both. Oh, was it? Okay, so I'm gonna counter your Saw with a Jordan Peele. Yeah, I'll take a Jordan Peele. Okay, you know what I mean? It's less less scary, exactly. Less and more psychological, less scary, more interesting, and more creepy. More twists and turns. More twists and turns. I like things that are like like make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and make you think, mm. but aren't scary. I like mm. creepy. 
Because creepy to me is, creepy is like, you don't see what's so scary, which I think is kind of real life. Like, there's no boogeyman. Just fucking life is scary, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess that's what makes them scarier is that they're more, they're like, oh, this could actually happen. The Saw movies, you're like, probably not. Well, it's, it's that the unknown is scarier than the known. It's why people believe in conspiracies. Yes. Because it's easier to say, oh, there's a bunch of cockroaches dressed as humans that are running the earth than it is to think like, oh, people might just actually be terrible human beings that hate each other. And that's why all these terrible things are happening. Like the unknown of why bad things are happening is scarier than making up some ridiculous conspiracy that at least answers the questions. Anyway, this is what I a like therapist that. told me that... Um, she was like one of my clients, used to be a normal person, became a QAnon person. Mm-hmm. And she was like, my job isn't to judge them. It's to understand why. And so in trying to understand why, this is how I understand why conspiracy theorists think the way that they do. Mm. The fear of the unknown is greater than the fear of what could be possible. Interesting. Isn't that wild? QAnon is terrifying. It's terrifying, but it's like, bitch, cockroaches makes more sense. Cockroaches. It's true. I guess the so. Wayfair thing. That's what really The Wayfair me. thing. Meanwhile, yo, Wayfair's gotten a lot of my and your money because it decorated all of fucking Dude. Franklin Street and all of my all When of my someone new- told me about like the weird conspiracies surrounding it, I was like, this doesn't even make sense. Well, that's why I keep buying from them. I'm trying to get a kid. <laughs> We're going to save him. I'm just like, I don't know. I bought a whole ass dresser from there and there was no, no one in there. I paid $20,000 for this goddamn dresser and no child appeared. The fuck. Okay, Wayfair. <laughs> and like, you know, there's obviously nothing funny about like child trafficking. No, nothing. But I don't think that that's what's happening. I'm positive that's not what's happening. I've given, look, I've given Wayfair, you don't want to know how much money we spend on Franklin Street. It was a lot. It was the cost of a child <laughs> that they would have been sending to us. And yes. we didn't get no and kids. they didn't. We got some beautiful wallpaper. We got some beautiful mirrors. We got some beautiful furniture. And that's it. Ain't no sex leaves. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Insanity. Oh, I feel like we can just end this <laughs> this bonus episode right there on psychological thrillers, on conspiracy theories, and on great 80s, 90s movies that we're going to watch. We're going to rewatch New Girl. Nope. My Girl. Damn, she doesn't even know the name. <laughs> it's not looking good. <laughs> and now and then. I'm going to skip My Girl. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to skip My Girl. I'm not interested. But now and then. You watch now and then. It's a great soundtrack. I want to see. And also like the pudding boobs. I remember that. The the pudding. Yep. Vanilla pudding is a better consistency yes. than jello. Yes. <laughs> They're so cute, those girls. Anywho, you guys, this was a bonus episode for you. Was that a good song? Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. You can find us on the gram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcasts. I'm at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. I'm at Alex Lindley. Um, okay, if you live locally, you can come hang with us at TrueBeautyBrooklyn.com. I wasn't going to tell you that, but like, I can't sign off without telling you guys that. Come hang with us. We love you all. We love to see you in person. If you can't make it in person, IRL, you can see us virtually. You can make a virtual skincare consultation at TrueBeautyBrooklyn.com. Also, let us know about how the movies go. Let us know if you guys want to do like a little movie... Uh, I don't know what the kids do. I don't know what y'all are doing. Let's just talk about these movies next time. We don't need to watch them together. We just need to watch them and converse. Also, if y'all like, what the fuck is now and then? (laughs) Go watch it. I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore. I have it on DVD. 
See if you can borrow Alex's DVD if you're lucky. I bet you can find it at the library. At the library. I love this. I love that we're taking this all the way back to 2011. This is so great. Uh, that's it, guys. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. This has been a COC BK production, produced by Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro, mixed by Beta Wave. Follow us on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Listen, follow, and leave us a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can listen to new episodes one week early on Amazon Music or early and ad-free, plus bonus episodes by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.